Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make empowering, soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Before we get into it, I'm just going to give you a trigger warning. This episode focuses on pregnancy loss and it will include details about that process. So yeah, it's just a little bit of a heads up in case it's not the time for you to hear this today. Welcome to today's episode. Today we have a really beautiful guest and we are so grateful for her being here. Her name is Chantelle, or you may know her as Mama Winter on Instagram. Chantelle birthed her angel baby Harvey on the 27th of February this year. Harvey was born sleeping and Chantelle now bravely and vulnerably shares her story. Chantelle, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about such a heartbreaking experience for you. We're so grateful you. for your strength as we feel it's so important to bring love, light and awareness to this topic. So why don't you start just by telling us a little bit about you? So I am a Perth girl and I've always lived in Perth. Um, I own a beauty salon and I also own like an online store where I sell my own skincare and crystals. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm 27. I have a beautiful golden retriever and my partner, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That sounds so interesting. Crystal store. Definitely want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surrounded okay. by them at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. So why don't you just begin wherever you feel is best to begin your story and your journey with Harvey? Yeah. Um, so we kind of really consciously conceived. We really like knew we both wanted a baby and kind of did all the steps towards consciously conceiving him. Um, so that was like in the third month of trying, we felt pregnant, which we were so happy about. Mm. Um, we were kind of very, yeah, plans. Like we did definitely want a baby and planned that all out. And so we fell pregnant with him in September. And then we found out obviously in October that we were pregnant and yeah, that was like the best day of our lives really. Um, and then, yeah, like I had a really pretty cruisy pregnancy like no kind of issues I had a little bit of morning sickness but nothing crazy um yeah it was such like such a beautiful time I was just so grateful every step of the way because I just wanted a baby so much so we're so happy to fall pregnant Mm. um yeah so it was yeah super easy we got to 23 weeks and three days so um, the day we found out that he wasn't with us was, yeah, the 26th of, no, 25th of February. And yeah, so I woke up that morning and I just felt a bit like disconnected, like something wasn't quite right. Yeah. And so there was no other, like nothing through the pregnancy, which would have, you know, told that something was wrong. Like everything was really fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I woke up that morning and yeah, I just felt something was off and I just felt my belly didn't feel like it did the day before. Mm. And yeah, so it was really strange. I tried to like get out of my head and just try like tune into Harvey and just see 
you know, how he was feeling. So I did a little dance around and that kind of just made me feel worse because I didn't feel like I did before. It was really a very strange feeling. Like, yeah, I don't know. And I just was like, something's just not quite right. So I just tried to carry on my day and not really think about it. Mm. And then so I was working that day and I felt like, oh, I still just don't feel right. And I literally was just like crying, just being like, what is wrong, you know? Yeah. And um, so I'd lay down and that's when you kind of feel your baby most is when you lay down. So I was laying down trying to feel him. I was like, I just, something's not right. And yeah, so I waited until my partner got home and I literally like cried on the phone to him. I was like, you need to get home. Something's like not right. And I guess most of the time when people lose a baby, there's kind of a a physical symptom, I guess. Like they either bleed or you know, something kind of goes wrong and they kind of can tell something's wrong, I guess. Yeah. Where with us, I was just like, I just had this such disconnect feeling that I was like, something's just not right. Mm. And I was Googling like a crazy person being like, at 23 weeks, did you feel your baby? Like, and everyone was like on Google, worst place. Yeah. <laughs> was like, oh, you know, you're not meant to feel your baby much at 23 weeks and like, you know, this, that and the other. But I kind of like felt him a lot, I think, for his size, I guess. Yeah. So it wasn't like so normal that I wouldn't feel him for like all day. So my partner got home and we rang my mom and I was like, I think he did come over. Like we need to go to hospital. And if you know me, hospitals aren't my um, favorite place and I would never really get or seek medical attention unless it was something very serious. Mm. Yeah. And so my mom and my partner were just like, you don't want ultrasounds. You don't want anything like that. Like, why would you want to go? And I was like, I just feel like something's not right yeah you just knew like yeah yeah it was so strange yeah I just knew that I had to go in yeah yeah, it literally was the worst place that I would like not want to be Mm. Mm. and they just kept saying you don't want this you don't want this and I was like I know I don't want this and this is why like something is totally wrong and that's why I have to go yeah so I'm kind of glad I did listen to that and yeah, just like took my own intuition mm-hmm. instead of like people telling me like you're fine, like he's just at the back or he's just sleeping. I was like, no, nah, something's just not quite right. Mm. So we we're kind of googling where to go because I, I I really didn't know where to go or what to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, what do you even do in this? Like, you can't just go book an ultrasound somewhere. Like I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. So we ended up going to King Eddie because I thought. That's kind of the place to be if something was wrong, I thought. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got to King Eddie. I think we went to, like, the emergency and they sent us somewhere to get a scan. Mm. Um, we waited in the waiting room and kind of, I don't know, were met with quite judgmental nurses, mm. which was quite hard. Like, yeah. I thought something was wrong with my baby. I kind of didn't really care to be judged at that point minute like I was like really yeah can you just look at my baby and tell me that something's either not okay or okay Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah they left us waiting in the waiting room for a little while and I then found out that the nurse had actually purposely left us in the waiting room what so yeah so like another nurse like came to see me and like after everything happened, she actually said, oh, the nurse that was on duty that night wasn't agreeable of your choices and left you there on purpose. <gasps> and <I was> like, <gasps> what? Wow. 
wow that shocks me like how discriminatory yeah and I was just like are you joking wrong with your baby does it matter what the choices are like this is a little exactly why does it matter yeah Yeah. and even the nurse was like that could have been between life and death in some cases you know that you know she just was like meh I don't I don't like that decision so I'm not gonna see that person so so thankful there was another nurse which she wasn't I think even on duty at that point she was just there I think she was like you know overseeing and she ended up taking me in because this other nurse wouldn't so I was like wow which I'm so glad I guess that she didn't take me in if she felt that yeah bad you know she probably wouldn't have been over maybe over sympathetic or I don't know I'm just so glad that I didn't actually have to deal with her at all Mm -hmm. um so yeah we then got into the room and I almost just yeah I just felt like something wasn't really going to be right Mm. um so then they put um the doctor on like the ones that you kind of get when you're I think in labor you know like the ones that they kind of strap onto you Oh, yeah. It was like one of those Dopplers. And they put that on and they couldn't find anything. And I was like, just tears just came running down my face. Because I just knew. Like, yeah. I, I just knew. And like, my partner and my mom were like, it's fine. Aww. And I'm like, it's not fine. It's not fine. Like, I just know what a Doppler's meant to do and how it's meant to sound, I guess. And I feel like you're you're the mama and, and you it's your body and it's your belly and it's your womb. Yeah, you, you know, just like, know. You know, like. even if it's like yeah there's been no physical signs it's an energetic thing isn't it definitely yeah I literally felt like he just wasn't around me anymore Mm. you know like you just feel I don't know you're so connected to your baby and I feel like when that disconnect has happened you're like you just know you know Mm. um so yeah they had the Doppler on they couldn't find anything and then they're like oh we'll get like an ultrasound technician in I was like okay whatever so they had this mobile ultrasound machine and they popped that on and I didn't want to look because I'm pretty, don't really like ultrasound. So I didn't really want to look at the screen or look at anything. And I just kind of was looking at my nurse's face and I was like, oh God, this is not good. Like just the way she was looking. Yeah. And then the guy that was doing it, he just kept getting harder and harder, like pressing. And I was like, Ooh. you know, like if the heartbeat was going to be there, he wouldn't have to like dig for it, I felt. Mm-hmm. And then his breathing really changed and then yeah he was just like sorry there's no heartbeat I was like oh my god so yeah that's when like my whole life changed pretty much wow wow oh Chantel like (sighs) saying my whole body has a reaction to oh how you must have been you know how you must have been feeling like I can only imagine it but yeah yeah it was so horrible yeah um so yeah they had to have once I did that I think that was just like for confirm like to see if anything you know if he did have a heartbeat yeah and it was actually like quite I don't know I think that I looked at the ultrasound and they were like because they wanted to know if we wanted to know what he was Mm. and like yeah even when they before they even found or didn't find his heartbeat they put his the ultrasound machine on and like he was breached, and the, the second they put it on, his bum just like flashed up on the screen. <laughs> oh. So that was like, I was like, I think that means I'm having a boy. <laughs> so that didn't say anything, but that was quite, I was like, oh wow. So yeah, his little breech bum was right there. <laughs> 
And then, yeah, so we had to get another confirmation because I just, I guess they don't want to do anything um, until they're 100% sure yeah. there's nothing, like no sign of life, I guess. Mm. Um, so we had another ultrasound and he was like really lovely, like really gentle. And he did like all his measurements and like just checked everything. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, we kind of knew then that he had nothing wrong seemingly like as in like all his organs were there, like they measured everything. So I guess that was kind of nice to know that he wasn't without something or, yeah, you know, like he was just whole, I guess. Yeah. 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 It um, developed to what yeah, would be normal developed. for his gestation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was measuring nearly three weeks ahead. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, which they kind of didn't believe my conception dates, but I was like, I 100% know that they're correct because, yeah, we were trying and taking, you know, um, ovulation sticks. I was like, so I know exactly when I yeah. felt pregnant. Yeah, you were aware yeah. of the cycle, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, but they don't believe that. They believe the machine, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the only thing that they were kind of concerned about was my fluid. Like, they said that I had a lot of, like, amniotic fluid. Mm-hmm. But they were like, that could be nothing. That could just be, you know, genetic or you. Um, yeah, so I guess once we found out, like, that awful news and we got confirmed, um, we got some options which were, like, we could either stay put and just stay there or we could go home and, like, wait for, like, come in the next day or the day after which I thought was quite strange Mm. Um, I was like why would I want to wait I I just didn't get that but each to their own I guess Mm. so yeah we just went home packed our bags and then just came straight back and um, started kind of the process I guess really okay yeah yeah wow wow what what like how was your husband feeling at the time like when you found out like did because obviously he you kind of knew so you yeah I feel like I was I'm not I don't think you can ever be prepared but I think I was prepared for the worst because I felt like something was wrong yeah where he was I guess none the wiser like he was just like it's fine like you're not meant to feel him like I think he was I don't know just shocked yeah because I think he didn't really he doesn't really know about like Dopplers and like that kind of thing so I guess he didn't know what the sound it should be making or so I guess it was a little bit I don't know disconnected for him almost Mm. but yeah he was I guess in a lot of shock when it all kind of went down but I think he was definitely the stronger one like just troopering for me I guess Mm. but yeah it was just so so horrible so yeah we came back to King Eddie that night and they put us in like the ward um and they didn't really do – oh, they took – I had to take a tablet that stopped my placenta from working. Yeah. Which I'm kind of not sure, I guess, like to stop everything. But I guess, yeah, if they didn't do that, your placenta would keep – I don't know, keep going. I'm not sure, kind of sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I had to take a tablet that night and then was just kind of left that night to, I don't know, just wait until the morning, really. They kind of organised to be for me to be induced that following morning on the 26th yeah um yeah so I just got heaps and heaps of bloods taken that night I guess to see if there was any like sign of infection through me or yeah I'm not sure what they could tell from that but they just took heaps of bloods 
And then, yes, we had not much of a sleep. Like, they asked if I wanted a sleeping tablet, and I don't really like medication. But then, like, it got to, like, 4 a.m., and I still hadn't had a wink of sleep. And I was probably like, if I'm in labor, I probably am going to need, like, a little bit of energy. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll take a tablet. And I think I then woke up at, like, 7 a.m. So I think it was, like, a few hours sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and then the whole process kind of started at 9 a.m. the next morning. I do think, though, that my body would have gone into labour itself because, like, that night I did feel like a little bit of cramping coming. Okay. So I think it would have come naturally. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's hard to know because I took that placenta tablet. But I think, yeah, slight cramping started happening that night. Yeah, I think so because I think that then they're like, you can go home and wait. And you're like, oh, I don't really want to. But, um Yeah, I think that your body is so wise and you already knew. And mm. Yeah. And, yeah, they – so, yeah, that morning, what was it, I think 9 o'clock-ish, I got induced. So they – I guess it's, I think, different – I don't know how a normal induction works, but um, they just inserted two tablets, like, into my cervix to start the process. Mm. And, yeah, they were really, like – oh, this could take days. And I was like, days? Mm. Like, not what I want. I was like, days. And I just kept going, like, days in my head. Like, mm. wow. um, Yeah, and I was like, how could this take days? And they're like, oh, every three hours we'll have to insert these two tablets until you give birth. And I was like, oh, my God. So were you having more intense cramping after that or, or not? No, it kind of stayed quite mellow. Okay. Like it was just like really light cramping. And even like when I got induced, it still hadn't kind of like gotten worse at that point. Mm. Um, and then I also asked to have a water birth because we were planning a home birth. Mm. And, um, yeah, the, the ultrasound guy was like a bit against water birth, which I was like, whatever, it's your own. Yeah. Um, but he was like, there's no, I guess there's no form of life, so he wasn't overly concerned as much, if that makes sense. But he's like, oh, the, we've never had a stillborn water birth here. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so that was an option, mm-hmm. which was nice to know that that could have happened if I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got induced at nine, nine-ish. And then nothing kind of really happened till like 11 and then it just came in like a ton of bricks pretty much. Yeah. Like it was like nothing, nothing, nothing and then like everything. Mm. It was really, yeah, I guess a shock. Like it didn't really build up like I'm assuming natural labour kind mm. of builds up. It just kind of stayed at the top. Um, yeah, and like labouring the hospital is just, I don't know, I just didn't find it that nice and relaxing or yeah in like a little corner behind a door like trying to labor and that was just yeah it's a bit sterile a bit bright yeah and like my diffuser didn't work Mm. can't you can't diffuse this oil and you can't do that and I was just like oh okay yeah so yeah I just popped my little birthing playlist on and then yeah was laboring I think the first hour of labor was I mean, I'm really good with pain, so I was literally just, like, ouching my way through. Mm. But then they were really worried that I had an infection because my temperature was really high. Oh, jeez. that was annoying, which I then found out that when they induce you with those tablets, that increases your body, like, your body temperature. Oh, wow. So I was like, it was possibly just from that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of people had told me that usually with those two things that they insert, that increases your body temperature. So, like, that probably would have been why I had a temperature. Mm. But they were so, like, gung-ho with putting me on antibiotics and I just, like, kept fighting and just mm. saying no. And I was like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that. And then, like, it just kept climbing and I think it got to, like, 39, over 39 degrees and they were like, we can't just keep you this hot. And I was like, ugh. So I ended up giving in to antibiotics mm. and then mm. pretty much my waters burst, like, wow. you know, like within that kind of first hour or two. And it just like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize, I guess I knew that I had a lot of water from the ultrasound, but there was so much water. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And like, literally as soon as my waters burst, I felt like cool, like this rush of coolness came over me. So I, I don't know. I think it was just everything built up. Yeah. And like, yeah, when I waters burst, I was just like, oh, so nice. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know what time they kind of burst, but kind of active labor started at like 11 a.m. Yeah. When my waters burst, we went into the shower. Yeah. Um, shower off. And then we pretty much stayed there which was so nice. I kept for some reason trying to get out of the shower, but then being in pain, I was like, oh, no, let's just stay back in the shower. (laughs) Mm. Um, So, yeah, that was, like, really relaxing. Like, just I kind of – I didn't do hypnobirthing, but I assume I got, like, into, like, a really hypnotised kind of state. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, imagine myself at the beach and then just, like, thinking of the contractions as waves and then just, like, it was so relaxing. Yeah, you do get in the zone. Um, yeah. It's another world. Yeah. Definitely. It was so, yeah, euphoric. It was so mm. weird. Um, and Chris actually thought that I was, like, sleeping. Like, he was <laughs> <laughs> like, asking me, like, are you okay? And I just apparently kept saying, like, I'm at the beach. I'm at the beach. Oh, like, wow. <laughs> and, like, yeah, whole thing. He was, like, literally holding my whole body up when, like, the shower was on my back and then there was another shower head on my stomach. And yeah. I was just, like, so relaxed. And the poor thing, he was literally like holding my whole body weight. <laughs> he was like, I was in so much pain, but you just seemed to be okay. So I just let you do your thing. <laughs> oh, Chris. Yeah. What a man. So, such a trooper. <laughs> um, yeah. So then I was just like in the shower and I felt like a really, I don't know, like its own reflex of like pushing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like mm-hmm. something pushing out. And then I was like, oh, I'll put my hand and see if there's something coming or what. And then like I felt down and like his whole bum was in my hand. Wow. And I was like, what? Like I was like, how did this happen? Like, wow. <sighs> wow. So really crazy that that kind of all happened, just me being so zoned out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So nice. I actually and, think yeah. that that's even more incredible that obviously you knew what was happening. You had all this grief going on and, and you knew that you were giving birth to this baby that was, you know, sleeping and yet you yeah. still really go in like that and have this yeah. amazing birth experience. Like I'm just yeah. blown away by that. I know. I think a lot of people would assume it would be very um, traumatising, I guess. And I guess maybe for some people it is really traumatising for birth, but I really mm. was looking forward to birth my whole pregnancy and never feared birth. Yeah. So- that's why I had such a nice experience because I just took it for what it was instead of like 
I don't know, being too much in my head about it. Like I still just wanted to have a really nice birth experience no matter what the circumstances. Like that's what you had envisioned in your head. So why would you not have that despite the changes that had happened, you know? Like, yeah, you needed to have that birth regardless of the outcome. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, once I felt his bottom, I felt like I should have. I don't know, in hindsight, I guess you think differently, but I wish I hadn't have freaked out. But I think because I was in so much shock because I wasn't expecting to feel his whole bum in my hand. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, get the nurse, which I'm like, that is so just not me. But that happened in the moment, of course. (laughs) Um, But I think when you're in in that circumstance, you feel like, yeah, they are in control a bit, you know, like you feel like you have to run everything past them. Yeah. Which, yeah, is how I feel normally. So it was really weird that I kind of freaked out like that and was like, oh, my God, like, he's going to be here in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, Chris went and got the nurses and they put, like, all, like, padding down in the shower because I, like, wanted to stay in there. And, um, yeah, so I think – I don't even know what time it was that I had felt him, but he was then born at 2.30. So it was only, like, three hours of, like, labour, which I was, like, really shocked about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the birth was so nice. Like it was so good. And yeah, he was breached. So it was a bit more different, I think. And they don't really do many breach births there, I guess. Yeah. Um, Did you, have, but yeah. You didn't so, have to do any fighting for that though. Was it different circumstances? Like, yeah, I think because he was like a stillborn, I don't think they really, I don't know, have the same kind of thing as what it would be for like a full term live baby that would be breech. Yeah. Because, yeah, they never kind of mentioned anything about having to do anything differently. Yeah. yeah. Which was nice. Yeah. Um, which is so weird. I always thought he was going to be breached when I was pregnant. Wow. Wow. So strange. Like, everyone would be like, what if he's breached? And I was like, that's fine. Well, they didn't know it was a him, but they are like, what if your baby's breached? And I was like, I think he will be, but who cares, you know? like. But my body can still be so strange because. Yeah, exactly. I was never worried about yeah. that. Um, so, yeah, it was really – it kind of almost didn't even surprise me that he was breached. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what he would – you know, that's what it was going to be anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was only – I think we videoed the whole birth and I think at, like, 2.20 is when I got, like, on the floor kneeling down and then, yeah, he was born at exactly 2.30. So it was only, like, eight minutes of just birth really, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he came out. And he, like, scared me at the start. Like, I was like, is something wrong? Like, yeah. Because he was just so mushy. Like, his, so, <laughs> his whole face was just mush. <laughs> yeah. Um, and mum was like, you just gave birth, Chantel. He's not going to, like, <laughs> you know, he's not going to look like a beautiful baby. He's just come, you know, squishing out of you. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I suppose yeah. you're kind of primed to look for something that's wrong as yeah. well because of the whole yeah. circumstance. Like, yeah, they are really smushed <laughs> when they come out and you're like, well. Yeah. But, you're like, oh, my God, is this meant to look like this? Like, yeah, but you, I guess you're yeah. preparing yourself as well. Um, exactly. And, yeah, I had no idea what to expect. Like, you, like I've never really seen a stillborn yeah. baby before. Like, so you don't know what what's coming really. No. Um, but it was nice to see him come out slowly, like as in like his leg came out, one leg came out, then his second leg came out. And so I got to see all the bits of him before his head, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of 
nice that I got to see his body and know that he was like fully, you know, all there. Yeah. So that was really nice. But yeah, yeah so yeah, he came out and then yeah, I can't believe how much he changed like in that short time. Like looking on the video, like yeah, it's so weird how much they changed so quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I, I noticed myself in the video just like analyzing every part of him mm. like trying to find something wrong which I like didn't realize that I did that you know like yeah video, I'm literally just like searching for something wrong and I was like wow that's so weird that I don't remember being yeah. like that. just your mama instinct some kind of yeah mama instinct yeah or like primal yeah. yeah yeah you're just trying to find something because I was just like looking at him like what's wrong and I kept asking him like what's wrong like what happened so yeah, he was literally just perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, I think it took about, I don't know, half an hour and then his face fully like changed and was like himself, I guess, instead of this little smushed alien thing. <laughs> <laughs> they are little smushed aliens. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, so that was our kind of. Yeah. So you got to, you know, hold him, spend time yeah. with him. Yep. Cherish those moments together. Definitely. The only time that was, I guess, difficult, my placenta just didn't want to uh-huh. come out. Yeah. Um, so that was really hard because I had, couldn't really have him with me until my placenta had come out. Yeah. And, yeah, that took, like, I ended up having to go into surgery to get it removed. Oh. They just don't let you have much time no. in hospital. Like, no. Placenta's not really going to want to come out when you've gone through such a traumatic experience. Like I know placenta's usually release, you know, when you've got your baby with you and everything's like yeah. your are kind of kicking it out. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah, they yeah, come out usually so. when baby's on the boob and you're all oxytocin. Yeah. But, you know, the oxytocin high is just not going to be the same, is it? So, yeah, of course that placenta's going to And I think it. that's, yeah, that's why it kind of wasn't budging. And, like, yeah, they try to only give you an hour. And I think I pushed them to two and a half hours. Wow. Um, they weren't very happy about that. But I was like, I know that I know my rights and you can't put me under unless I sign. So, yeah. And they were just like, I think they kind of used a bit of a scare tactic. They're like, oh, you don't really want this affecting your next birth. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as they said that, I was like, okay, let's go. You know, like mm-hmm. I didn't want any effect, anything affecting my next children or anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had done a lot of research afterwards. And, you know, some people don't really set placenta for like six hours after, even with a live birth. So, yeah, I mean, I've even yeah. read stories on like the home birth groups of yeah. women who are free birthed and it might have not even yep. come out for like a day after and things yeah, like that. Yeah, which I yeah, hadn't done much research about. And now I obviously know that I wouldn't. Yeah, allow that to happen again. But, yeah, in the moment I oh. wasn't allowed to spend any time with him. Yeah. So I was like, I just want this gone pretty Absolutely. much. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. I was like, just take me in. And, yeah, that was a very daunting experience going in. Like no one had ever, like, told me, like, what you kind of go into. But I literally got wheeled into, like, this room just full of people. Like I was like, oh, my God, all of these people just yeah. to get my like, I was like, oh, my Lord. Wow. Yeah. So that was a lot. But I was only under for, I don't even know how long, not long at all, because apparently it was already, like, pretty much fully out by the time I went under. Mm. So, yeah, mm. like, I did try gas and air and they had done the injection to get it all out. But 
it's just all a bit too traumatizing after that to relax I think mm. mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah went into surgery they got that out and then yeah I could spend the rest of the night with Harvey which was so nice oh yeah so you yeah. stayed there another night did you did they monitor you and you yes just, yeah Happened. I think, yeah, because of risk of infection and because they thought I had an infection because my temperature, I had to stay on, like, a drip um, of antibiotics. So, yeah. Uh, and then I think when you have surgery, they want to put you on antibiotics as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so we stayed in that night. And we got to, like, bath him and weigh him and do all his measurements. And, um, yeah, Chris got to, like, pick a box like full of all like keepsakes and stuff for him and pick like his little outfit and so I couldn't move off the bed really so he had to go do all that which was I think really nice for him to be able to do so did they have these outfits that you could choose from did they that yeah yeah wow had like lots of beanies to choose from apparently I didn't see but like Chris just said they had like lots of different beanies um, lots of outfits, lots of blankets, like so you can have photos because they gave us like a professional camera to take photos with. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so they just said take as many photos as you like um, and, yeah, with whatever you want to put with him. Like we had a few little things that we bought from home that we wanted like with him. So, yeah, that was like nice to give him a bath and take lots of photos but. Yeah, we didn't actually realise that there's actually a company called Heartfelt that comes to the hospitals to take photos of stillborn babies. Yeah. Which I really wish we knew at the time. Yeah, okay. Um, which I think they would have told us, but you just, I guess in the moment you're not really thinking or absorbing much. Yeah. Um, I almost wish they kind of just rang them for you. But that's definitely something I'd like any, any parent to know. That yeah. It could definitely go de- like could go down this path that there's definitely like those people there to take photos for you yeah and then you have those memories you know with professional photos because we have like no photos of us like together with Harvey really I think we've got one okay and it would be nice to have photos with both of us and Harvey if that makes sense or, yeah yeah so did you name him Harvey there yeah so we actually didn't name him till the day after yeah I was so convinced like the night that we obviously found out or the day we found out we had lost him I was like oh my god what are we gonna name them because we didn't know if it was a boy or girl at this stage like I thought it was a boy because of the bum um ultrasound yeah like oh don't know and like I had like the name ocean in mind for like so long yeah and then in my labor like then we're at the beach I was like yeah it just seemed to fit but Chris was not about <laughs> not about it. But I was like, if he like is born and he looks like an ocean, like too bad. That's his name. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just did not look like an ocean. Like he definitely looked like a Harvey. Like, yeah, which was so weird because I've heard people say that. Like when you have names in mind, yeah, and then like their baby doesn't look like that. I'm like, how it's a baby? Like it'll look like anything you call it. But I totally get it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we named him Harvey, like, the next day. Um, yeah, which was nice. And so gorgeous. Chris chose that, which was so nice. So gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so you stayed in the hospital for them that night and then yep. what kind of happened after that? Did you go home? Like, yeah. Yeah, so we stayed in that night and we chose to 
um, like say goodbye to Harvey that night. Like they did say that we could see him like for potentially weeks after, but just for us, we wanted to like just remember him like with warm, good memories. Mm. Like, you know, cause they put him in, put babies in like, I think a little freezer afterwards. And I was like, I just don't know what that would look like Yeah. afterwards. So yeah, we just had him till like nine o'clock that night. And then said good our like goodbyes to him, and then yeah, we then left the next morning at around nine o'clock, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think they did more bloods and more monitoring and more antibiotics all through the night. And then yeah, we were given like a big kind of keepsake box, um, which was so lovely with like like other mums that have had angel babies make them. Oh. So, and they send them to all hospitals around WA, which was so nice to have that and just put all his stuff in there. Yeah. Because um, they let us keep like all these clothes that he was in, which we got quite a few weeks afterwards, these little beanie, little blankets and all that kind of stuff, which was so nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we left the next morning. Yeah. How, yeah. How are you feeling? Like, how are you feeling saying goodbye to him? Because I'm tearing up just thinking oh. about that moment of you having to, yeah. you know, say those last goodbyes. Yeah, it was um, really, really hard because yeah. we had decided not to, um, like, see him again, which was really hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just took, like, a thousand videos and photos and, yeah, we just took so much. I don't know, memories of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, we both knew that we just, yeah, just wanted to remember him and be able to move his fingers and move his hands and, yeah, just remember him really well. Yeah. Yeah. I totally um, understand. Yeah. Like that, yeah, it sounds like, like, yeah, a beautiful decision that you made. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because although, yeah, you're not physically with him anymore, yeah. he's still there. He's still around. He's just exactly. your angel now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was a really hard moment. Especially, like, I think leaving the hospital was really hard. Yeah. Like, I guess, like, yeah, you expect to leave with your baby, you know? And yeah. So, yeah, that was really hard to leave him behind. But. Yeah, and then, like, when we were walking out of the hospital, there was, like, a mum and baby with the dad there. And she was just like, oh, look, you're going to go see the world now. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. Like, that just, like, killed me. Um, yeah, so I pretty much, like, broke down in the corridor. I was like, oh, my God, why did that have to happen? <laughs> um. So yeah, that was like really difficult. And like, yeah, like Chris was so amazing. He was such a trooper. Like, he was like the best support. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I guess we just went home. I think I pretty much cried like every day for six weeks, pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> oh wow. And how how are you feeling now? So has every day kind of gotten that little bit easier have like definitely been, yeah yeah I feel like there was just like such a time where I was just like this is so shit like mm. like life is so bad you know yeah felt, yeah just so unfair so unfair and yeah it took like a while to kind of see 
not a light at the end of the tunnel, but just for like, yeah, a less heavy feeling. Um, yeah, so I think I literally just like sobbed and cried and didn't move and kind of didn't eat and just was just surviving, I guess, for such a long yeah, time. Exactly, just surviving, just being in that grief. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, that was just so, that was so shit. Like, I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, how did I even survive that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really, like, I just, it's amazing how incredibly strong you are and I – yeah, I I feel like I couldn't do it, but obviously when like you're doing it, you just have to do it. Yeah, you just get there's like no choice, yeah. and I'm like you just have to power through. Yeah, but yeah, it took, I feel like it's yeah, it did take a long time, and like I guess me and Chris like grieved so differently, and like Chris was like struggling to understand. Like I guess for a male, yeah. it's just hard for them to get it like they're not connected to a baby for you know that amount of time yeah yeah, I think people just grieve so differently and so yeah it did take a while (laughs) to just like pull myself out of that or just like yeah as the days went by just things got a little bit easier and then like COVID hit so I couldn't see anyone which was a bit hard as well yeah um but then also good at the same time because I could just be yeah and not to like I don't know not cry or cry or I don't know not have to face somebody else not have to have people around and try and entertain them and yeah because obviously people just want to help but sometimes yeah you do just need that time maybe it's a blessing that that kind of happened and you were able to be alone yeah just spend time yeah yeah, I think it was a blessing in disguise. Like I was like a bit annoyed at the start because like the hospital had also said I wasn't allowed to see anybody because of risk of infection. Right. So they were like, you can't leave the house, you can't see anybody. And I was like, oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the nurse came every day, which was so nice. That was like a, a good thing, I feel. Oh, yeah. Um, just to be checked up on because I was like I'd never given birth before I had no idea like I hadn't really done much research on like the postpartum mm-hmm. after a baby or anything like that yeah. um, so it was nice I guess to have her to tell me what not to do and what to do and things like that yeah and I can imagine that you'd have still been it would have been the same like you would have still bled after and, yeah. yeah yeah I think a lot of people assume that when you I don't know, have a stillborn baby that, you know, labor's not the same or everything's not the same, but it's exactly the same. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of people, I think, assume that it's just like your baby was fall out because it's smaller and you don't go through labor and stuff like that. Yeah, no. Which I guess, yeah, is a misconception if you haven't, like, been through it or known someone that's gone through it. But, yeah, labor was, I assume, just as um, hectic. And you still have to dilate and, yeah, you don't have your baby pushing for you as well. So yeah, that's yeah, something that I thought about while you were going through your birth story. I was like, is it more difficult because the baby, you and the baby are not working together. It's kind of just your yeah. body doing it. Yeah, 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 which I found out because I was like, oh, like is this what my next birth is going to be like? Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, how do you compare it to a, a live birth? And then, yeah, a lot of people had said, well, actually, stillborn birth can be a lot harder because you still have to dilate, you still have to go through labour, but you don't have your baby naturally trying to get out of the canal. Of course. So I was like, oh, wow. 
you know, that's pretty crazy. And but yeah, like, so. <laughs> go through the same postpartum as I think a live birth. So, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, did you have any other kind of support other than the nurse coming mm. away? Do you use any other kind of modalities to help you? I just my mom like she just came over every day and dropped groceries off and she was like what do you need like I'll go to the shops for you like she was just amazing like the best support yeah um I had a few people like asking to drop stuff off but I was just like I just didn't feel comfortable yeah yeah like yeah like a lot of people like I wasn't now that I'm really close to them but at the time I wasn't close to these people like I knew them and were kind of Instagram friends, but I didn't feel comfortable with them coming over or, you yeah. know, like a lot of people were just like, we'll drop it at the door and leave. Like, just let me know. And I was like, oh, like I just didn't feel, I don't know, I just didn't feel comfortable. But looking back, I should have done it because there were so many days that we just couldn't be bothered cooking and that we couldn't leave. And, yeah, it was a difficult time. So, mm. yeah, it would have been, <laughs> in hindsight, would have been good. But, yeah, it's just like what you feel comfortable with, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, mum was pretty much, mum and Chris were pretty much our only support because, yeah, I couldn't really have anyone over or see anyone. And then, yeah, I didn't really feel like talking to people on the phone that much. Like my grandparents would call me and my dad would call me. I was like, I just don't want to talk, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, I think once I kind of went down, I kind of didn't touch my phone for weeks either. But then, yeah, once I was kind of, I don't know, able to go on my phone and I like, you know, was researching or just like looking up Instagrams of other lost mums and like looking mm-hmm. up people's stories and things like that. Like that was really nice to connect with other people that had lost their babies in that way and like have support groups and stuff. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Which one of the eerie things was the week that we lost Harvey, one of my friends had lost her baby last year in April. Hmm. And I actually hadn't seen her because, like, seeing pregnant people after you've lost a baby is, like, the most triggering thing. Of course. So I hadn't seen her for a really long time. And then, yeah, when I'd seen her, yeah, she told me, like, her whole story. And, yeah, that was, like, the week that we lost Harvey. So I kind of knew everything that was going to happen, which was really quite creepy, like, in a way. Mm. but yeah, I'd never kind of heard anyone's loss story and then the week that we lost Harvey yeah like I knew everything that was going to happen yeah so you kind of got a little bit of preparation almost yeah which was so yeah eerie in a way it's kind of like he knew <laughs> yeah it's really 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 he wanted weird. to help his mama <laughs> yeah it was so it's so nice for her to share and I think yeah open sharing my story because yeah she helped me yeah without knowing you know Mm -hmm. like just sharing her story with me that week later helped me know exactly what was to come for us you know I wasn't in shock or I didn't know what was not going to happen or I kind of knew everything so yeah thank you so much Chantel for sharing all of that so yeah so bravely um thank you for having me share yeah yeah so Um, bravely so beautifully mm, yeah like I feel it's so important well both Annabelle and I like that's why we've Mm. series um 
with you and Justine because we just yeah. feel it's really important to kind of bring a little bit of awareness to this topic that often we just kind of hide away a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I just feel like it can be helpful for so many other women who are going through or have gone through or may yeah. potentially in the future go through mm. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot you don't really want to look at loss when you're pregnant or anything like that, but you just don't know if you're going to be the next almost victim to this, you know, because you can't, no one expects that they're going to go through something like this. No. And I think, you know, birth and death are so the same almost, mm. you know. So I think, yeah, it's so important for, I think, anyone to know. Yeah. Not just people that have been through. Because, yeah, I'd never really heard anything about loss other than that one friend and that was like the week of. Yeah, you just don't look into it or you don't acknowledge it because you feel like, oh, that's never going to happen to me. Like that just happens to, you know, certain people or, you know, something's wrong with their baby. But, yeah, we found out nothing was wrong with Harvey. So you just you just never know. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 like, see you share so beautifully on your Instagram and for the future as well, you know, saying that, yeah, loss can instill such faith and hope as well definitely, like definitely. for your future for your rainbow baby yeah baby. and it just I think you just have a different such a different outlook on life when you yeah I don't know go through something like that yeah you appreciate everything a bit bit differently yeah you can you realize really how what 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 what, <laughs> what, a, what a precious gift it is to have a baby. Oh, definitely yeah and I think yeah a lot of people don't get it or don't understand you know Mm. and it's like yeah you're just so blessed like any baby that's on earth is just so blessed to be here yeah 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 um well yeah tell us where we can find you where you do share all about your journey um just on mama winter on instagram is everything on is is on there and then i also have a blog as well so i've like gone into depth of like the whole birth story if people prefer to read i don't know probably in a lot more detail you know yeah when you write something it kind of is a bit more detailed of every step um so that's i think it's just under mama winter as well it's on it's a link in my bio and then i go through also like postpartum and like conscious conception and all that kind of stuff on the blog there too perfect okay well thank you again so much for being here and sharing this with us and with everyone who's listening yeah me and yeah giving me the opportunity to share and hopefully help some other mamas yeah and you will and you have and yeah it's so beautiful and I know I for one just wish you the absolute best in like your journey thank in the you. future and yeah thank you so much yeah and thank you guys hear about your little rainbow baby too yeah <laughs> oh me too yeah <laughs> that journey is something is like a whole other topic you know like um, conceiving oh, after loss and, and yeah having a rainbow baby so yeah we would love to talk to you again in the future that would be amazing mm. yeah all right we'll have a beautiful day thank you so much thank you bye bye, bye. thanks for listening to the hey mama podcast If you're enjoying the show, please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.